Okay, today's daf of Psachim daf Ches. We are on Zion and Mabez, about uh, 12 lines in the bottom, La'ar Haner. So, just uh, to review, we're about a week into Mesafah's Psachim. So, we got into what the first word of the Mishnah, Ar, La'ar Ba'asar. We spoke about Ar meaning night. Why the Mishnah uses the term Ar is to be positive, to show a Lashinaki, a nice way of speaking. Not always talking about darkness, seeing the light and everything. Then we moved on to many other halachas regarding Bayira, Bayimatze, taking, if you are responsible for something, then the Torah views it as if it's in your Rishos. And therefore, if one has that in his property, they are over Bayira, Bayimatze. We went into a few different halachas. Yesterday, we had an interesting topic of the bracha, the bracha you make on Bidikas uh, Chametz. We went into when is the proper time to do it. We had many psukim. And at this point, we're already, you know, we're ready to move on in the Mishnah. So we know that one has to do Bidikas Chametz. We know you do it on the 14th, the night before Pesach. We know we do Bittal at that time. And then the Mishnah said, La'ar Haner. You do Bidikas Chametz, La'ar Haner, to the light of the candle. So the Gemara asks, Mino Hanimili, how do I know that you need a candle to do Bidikas Chametz? Amr Rav Chista says, Lamanu Metziah, we're going to learn out one time it says Metziah, from another time it says Metziah. Then Metziah Mechipus, Vechipus Mechipus, and Vechipus Mineris, Veneris Miner. So a bunch of, a slew of psukim that we use as a drasha to tell me that we do Bedikas Chametz La'ar Haner. So where do we see these psukim? So let's see. Metziah Mimetziah, Ksiv Hacha, it says in, in, by the parish of Chametz. Shivas Yamim Sa'ala Yimatzi Bevatechem. So you see the word Metziah to find. Uchsiv Hasam, and it says, coming up in Chumash, by Yosef and his brothers, they started looking through all their bags to find the, the keli of Yosef. They finally found it. You see, in that passage, they searched, and then they found. And Chippos, where do we see that Chippos means through a candle? Mineros, we see that from the term Neros, Tersiv. It says in Tzifania, saying, I'm going to search Yerushalayim to weed out all the Rishayim. So you see the term Chapes, to search, is with Neros, with a Ner, with candles. And Ner, Tersiv, Ner, Lekim, Hashem, Nishmas, Adam, so not only by Neiros does it use the term Chofes, it also uses the term Chofes to search through Ner, through a candle. So based on this, we have Metziah to Chofes to Ner. When you search and you're trying to find something, you use the candle. Tanah Dubei Rabbi Yishmael. Lately, Abba Asr, Boykin has a Chametz L'Or Haner. You're supposed to do B'dikas Chametz to the light of a candle. Afa Pishain Raila Davar. Zeicher L'Davar, there's a Zeicher to this. Shinema, the Pasuk says, Shivas Yamim Sa'olei Matzei. Vaimer Vaychapis Begadol Heichel. Vavakatan Kila. And then it says he found, they found it in Binyamin's sack. Vaomer Vaisahiyah Chapes Es Yerushalayim Baneros. Vaimer Ner Lekim Nishmas Adam Chayfes. So you see all these things from finding, searching, Ner, that's how you serve. Now, my Vaimer, why do we need another Pasuk? Once we said, Ba'esahi, Achapes, Esirushalayim, Baneris, I search Yerushalayim through candles, Hashem is searching for the Rishayim. Isn't that enough to show me Ner and Chapes searching is in the same Pasuk? Why do I need another Pasuk of Ner, like, Ner Hashem, Nishmas Adam, Chayfes? What's wrong with Neiros? So the Gemara says, V'chitema, Hai Ba'esahi, that Pasuk of Ba'esahi, when Hashem is searching Yerushalayim with candles, and He's trying to weed out the Rishayim, 
ask, maybe Hashem's taking it easy. Hashem might be saying, I'm not going to do a thorough search. I'm merely using a candle. I don't want to get into all the details of everyone's life. I'm going to overlook it. So I'm only looking at the Maybe I'm only using a candle, which is not considered a real searching. I'm only going to find the great of errors, but the, the small ones, I'm not going to care about. So I would have thought if we, that was the only Pasuk that we learn out, Ner, from it says, Vayichapes, that Hashem searched Yerushalayim with Ner, Banerois, I would have thought a Ner is not a good checking. Therefore, Tashma, Ner Hashem, Nishmas Admis, even the term Ner is talking about, Chofes is searching, you could even search with a candle. Okay. That was the uh, background of the Makar that we see searching with candles. Tanarabana. Now, once we mention that why, we. Why not just have the second possible? Why both? I don't know. <laughs> you can always ask that question. Once we have the second one, you could argue, by the way, that that is a different type of searching. Maybe that's searching in, inside a person's innards as opposed to looking through your shalim, looking for people. That plastic is kochadre button. But I don't know. Good question. Once you have the second one, we need the first one for. Okay. Next. Now, once we have the background that we're supposed to search with our Haner, again, it wasn't a real Raya. It's just a Zecher Ladavar. So don't look too much into it. The Gemara itself said it's not a Raya. It's just a Zecher that you see Neros. This actually comes up in the discussion we're going to have in five minutes regarding using a flashlight. The question is, do you really need to use a Ner? Or it was just some type of... Uh, but either way, once we know that one should use the candle, so you cannot use the sunlight, the moonlight, not a torch. You have to use a candle. Why? So, because a, a candle is good to check. And this is what we just mentioned. And then it says, uh, right? Okay. Now that we know that one can only use a candle, the Gemara is going to ask why. Why can I not use the Arhachama? Why can I not use the Arhalavana? Why not? So, hi, Arhachama, Hechidam. What are we talking about? What's the case of when one would use the sunlight? We're talking about you're looking in the courtyard, you're looking in your backyard. Rava says, You do not have to check your backyard. Why? The ravens are there, not the Baltimore ravens, but the ravens are there, and therefore you could assume that there's no food left in your yard. There's a discussion in the Rishayim. Does this mean Hefker yard? Does it mean your personal yard? Everyone agrees that when you take uh, food and you put it in Hefker, that's considered getting rid of your chametz. So if a person has you know, a dumpster nearby, a city garbage can, you want to throw your chametz there, no problem. In St. Louis Park, Minneapolis, where we live, so the garbage cans are not owned by us. It's really owned by the city. They give it to us, they charge us, but technically it's really owned by them. So halakhically, if you put your chametz there, you're basically putting it into Hefker. So it's not as much of a concern than in, you know, I grew up in Brooklyn, everyone owns their own garbage can. 
right? They don't give you anything there. You have to you own your own garbage can. And therefore, if you have garbage in your garbage cans, so luckily it's in your kalim. You have, you have issues. You have to you know, be mafka the whole garbage can perhaps. But for us, you put the garbage in your garbage can, even if it's chametz, halachically it's not so much of a problem. We try to avoid it, of course, but that's fine. But either way, if you left something in a yard, according to most Rishonim, even if it was your own yard, you could assume the raccoons, the ravens, that's the arvin, anybody ate it. And therefore, why would you need to do badika? So what's the question, can I do badika's chametz la'ar hachama? You don't have to search your yard. So the Gemara says, Ela We're talking about a pavilion back from Erevin days, the Achsadra. And the animals aren't typically there. So you, do, you are concerned there's still Chametz there. You are allowed to search this pavilion, this gazebo, with the sunlight. Now, what's the case of searching with the sunlight? Don't they have to do B'dikas Chametz La'ar Haner? So the Machaber says, is talking about, the Shochanar says, it's talking about someone who forgot to do B'dikas Chametz He's doing B'dikah Chametz by day, the next day, or he's leaving for Yantif. He's doing B'dikah Chametz the day before. So in that case, he's using the sunlight to be able to search. So Rava says you could use the sunlight. So what did the Brysa mean? When the Brysa said, you cannot search for Chametz, La'ar HaChama, what's it talking about? So the Gemara says, La'aruba We're talking about a skylight in a room, or a window in, in a room. Now, where are you searching? If you're right next to the, 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 the window. Again, you know, a, hundred, a few hundred years ago, the Paiskim said that windows were not, were not uh, you would not be able to see through the windows. So our windows, you could definitely see through. So let's say you had a window, you had a skylight where the sun is shining in. If you're literally opposite the sun, the, the the window you're searching where the sun could you know, the sun rays are hitting that's the same exact case as the pavilion it means I'm searching through the sunlight but I'm not directly in the path of the sun or the sunlight I'm searching in the corners of the room not directly opposite the window or not where the light typically hits and that's when we say you should not be checking okay next then the Brysa said one cannot use a torch for Batikas Chametz. And the Gemara is bothered, why not? Now, we probably know the reason. We learned, uh, you know, Hilchus Pesach once upon a time. But the Gemara at this point is, is, is wondering, why can I not use a torch to do Batikas Chametz? What does this, these words mean? So without getting into the pshat, just the drush of it is lamat tzadikim doim b'fnei shechina. What are tzadikim compared to in the face of the shechina? Kiner b'fnei ha'avuka, like a candle in the face of a torch. Meaning, if you compare candle to torch, the candle is is, is nothing, and even the the the, the ar of tzadikim is not going to be the ar of shechina. That's really what the pasuk is saying. But the point is that we're trying to pull out from here is that. A torch is a much stronger fire, a much stronger light than a candle. So why would I use a candle if I can use a torch? So the Gemara says, and one more question, Rava. Rava says, When it comes to making Avdala, you're supposed to use an Avuka, a torch, Mitzvah min It's a Mitzvah min It's a best way, best scenario to use a Avdala candle that we have, you know, with more than one wick. So there's more than one wick, so that's considered a 
Avuka. So you see that it's a good R. That's the bracha you're making. Barre Ma'ari Ha'eshan, right? So just by the way, just a few halachas on this. So just the Gemara's kasha is, if Avuka is better, why not use an Avuka? Why are we using a Ner? Just one point. The Gemara here says, Avuka lahavdala mitzvah min amuvchar. It doesn't say it's required. It just says mitzvah min amuvchar. So many times people, they can't find their Avdala candle. Halacha is shochan arach. It's, it's right on, befeirish and shochan arach, explicit. It's only if you have a Havdalah candle. If you do not have an Havdalah candle, you first of all, if you have two candles, so put them together. Or if you're in the Dira days, take two cigarettes, you put it together. But you could take one candle. One candle is fine. It's only mitzvah min amuvchar to use two candles. Where does this come up? It comes up when Yantif falls out on Matzah Shabbos. So there are two different practices in Klai. So depending on, you know, where you come from, you'll do something else. So the classic psak in the Litvisha world is based on Rav Moshe Feinstein, that you do what you, what you, you do what you always do. You always have two candles, two wicks together when you make bare mare eish. So when you make havdalah, matzeh, shabbos, that's yantif, so you're saying it in the middle of Kiddush, you would take your two candles and you put it together, creating an avuka. I, you might end up, you know, melting part of it, kibos, Rav Moshe, the tshuva, and he says, there's no concern. We'll go through Masech to Shabbos again, you'll see why there's no concern for what you're doing. However, many said, why do you need that for? The whole thing is mitzvah and amuvchar. So why put yourself in a situation where you might end up extinguishing the flame, especially if you're using tea lights, where it's very difficult to get the wicks to start touching each other without automatically extinguishing it. So there are those, that's how I grew up, who did not put the candles together. You made the barim arayish on one wick. That's fine. It's only mitzvah and amuvchar, and that's the halach Okay, but either way, when it comes to Padika Shamit, shouldn't I be using my Havdalah candle? So I'm Rav Nachem Yitzchak. No, and we are gonna have, we're going to have four reasons. A candle, you are comfortable moving it into you know, cracks and crevices. And to look for Chamets. And a torch, it's such a hot torch, you're scared to, you're, you're not going to put it into Chayrin Ustakin. Rav Zvid Amar, when you have a torch, you're only able to see what's in between you and the torch because what's past the torch, you're blinded by the torch. It's a big flame. You can't see what's on the other side. So it's very difficult to check using a torch. When it comes to a torch, a person is nervous. He's going to, you know, put, you know, put his house on fire. You are not afraid. Many of the Pisces can say, by the way, wax candles or other candles today, if you're afraid that they're going to melt, and, and you're going to have wax on your counters and on your carpet, that's, the Gemara says, don't use that, because you're biased, you're not going to do a good job, you're very nervous when someone's holding the candle. Ravina Amar, a fourth reason, hai mashach nahaira, the candle has a good, strong flame, v'hai miktaf iktufe, the, the torch, it flickers, and therefore it is not a good way to do bedikas chametz. So we have four reasons why we do not use an avuka. So where does this come up? This comes up regarding using a flashlight. L'chayra, one should say, based on these four reasons, today we're, we are not accustomed to, to using candles. Many people are nervous when they have candles on their Shabbos table. You know, the kids are playing ball in the room. We're not comfortable with candles. So we should really use a flashlight for B'dikas Chametz. That's how many of the Paiskin Paskin want you really use a flashlight for B'dikas Chametz. However, people want to do what, you know, our, our custom is using a candle. So many families, first of all, many people do a thorough cleaning before Badikas Chametz. By the time Badikas Chametz comes along, their house is basically clean anyways. So the whole Badika is really ceremonial. Fine. But for many people, what they'll do is they'll use the candle to start, 
and then they'll use a flashlight for the rest of the uh, Badika's chametz, because really one is nervous to be holding a wax candle, especially the cheap ones where you're going to have you know leaking and everything and dripping. People are nervous to walk around their house with a uh, with, with candles, so it actually is preferable. If you now, if you're doing the ceremonial ten minute thing, so no, no, you put out your ten pieces of bread, you already clean your your house before Pesach. Let's assume you don't need to do much more than the ten minute bedikas chametz. Okay, so then I understand. But if you if you do have rooms that are still have have chametz there and you're doing a real bedikas chametz, so then you should be using a flashlight. Okay, next. Then the Mishnah. So we're continuing the Mishnah. So we had R. Now we had R Haner. And now continuing the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, Kol makam she'in machnisin by chametz. Any place where they do not bring in chametz the entire year, you do not need to do badikas chametz. So let's say you have a laundry room, or I don't know, you have a car garage where you never bring chametz in. There is no need for you to do badikas chametz there. Now, whenever the Mishnah uses kol or hakol, the Gemara typically asks, "What are you coming to include that I would have thought otherwise?" So kol makayim What are you coming to include? So the Gemara says laasuye hadutan rabban chare bayis alyanim. You have these chare, which means the holes. In the bias, you have a hole in the wall. This is back to Erevin 101 again. You have a chayre habayis. There's a hole in the, uh, in the in the wall. Halayoyin the ones that are very high. Vatachten the ones that are very low, since they are either very high or very low, and people typically don't leave things there. Or the gag hayatziya, the roof of a annex to one's home, where again it was, it's slanty. There's no good surface to keep things there. The gag hamigdal, where you have the roof of a tower-shaped closet, the refes buck of a barn, the lulin and a chicken coop. There, if you left chametz, the animals would eat it. Umatvein and a straw silo, and the, your, your, your wine cellars and your the place where you store your oil. Typically, you would not bring chametz there. Ain't srichen bedika. You do not need to do bedikas chametz there since you do not bring chametz there. So the same thing applies in our homes. If you don't bring chametz into the bathroom, again, if you have kids, chametz will be everywhere. But for most people, if you don't bring chametz into the bathroom, you don't bring chametz into your laundry room. For some people, they don't even bring you know food to the bedroom. No bed and breakfast. No uh, Saturday night live with pizza. None of that. Stuff so for them that's considered a makim she'ein machnisim by chametz. One more, Rab Shimon Gamliel Oimer mita hachelekas b'sechabayis. Let's say you had a bed, which forget about the details there. There's a bed in your house. In those days, they would use it to divide. The bias meant a room. They divided the room in half. Umaf sekes, and it would and there was a uh, there was a place between the the floor and the bed. So basically, extra storage room underneath one's bed. Tzricha Badika, you have to check. People would leave things underneath the bed. If you remember your camp days, you kept your uh, box of candy underneath the bed. So that would need Badika's Hamid. Okay. That's the Brisa. Freight the Gemara Min will ask you a stira, a contradiction, from another Brisa. It says, Let's say you have, a, you know, back to Erevin again, so you have a courtyard and your friend lives next door and you have a hole in the wall between you two. So, So you... You check as far as your hand can reach. And the other one will go, he'll go until he could reach. What about this in between? You have a very thick wall. believe Each one does bitol. We are we don't, we're not busy with that chametz. Comes along Rabbi and he said he adds another halacha. Again, he's busy with the bread. So if you have a mita that splits a room in half, the and you have 
place where there's wood and stones underneath the bed, in a tzricha bedika. You don't need to do bedikas chametz. So what's the kasha? You have two kashas. Kasha mita mita, and kasha chayrin achorin. The cases, the halacha of the bed is a stira. In the first b'risa, we said you have to check underneath one's bed. Second b'risa, Rabbi Shingham says you don't need to check underneath the bed. First b'risa said you have to check, you don't have to check the holes in the wall. And the second b'risa said you do have to check. So the Gemara says, no, relax, no problem there. Chayrin achorin lekasha. Hopi loyu patatoi b'mitzeh. The first b'risa was talking about the, the hole that was in a high place and in a low place. In those, nobody puts chametz there. It's, it's not accessible. The middle, the, the Bryce is talking about where the hole was at shoulder length. You know, arm's length, it was right there. It was accessible. And therefore, you do have to do B'dikas chametz. The theme is, we care about a makam shemachnisim by chametz. You have a very high place, a high shelf where you don't reach typically. You don't have to, you don't have to, you know, let's say you have a, a shelf in the closet, even in your kitchen. You know, no one uses it. It's way too high. You're very short people. You're not going to be using it. So then, it's not a place that you bring in chametz. Bahab b'mitzeh, it's shoulder level. People do use it. Mita amita lekasha, ha demedalia, ha demedatai. It depends on the bed. If you have a lot of space underneath the bed, demedalia, which sounds like it's already suspended, but there's space between the bed and the floor, there's room for your food. It's very low bed, and there's no room to put anything there. That is why you do not need to do your bedikas chametz there. Okay, just a few halachas regarding moving appliances or those type of things. If it's not accessible, people don't you know leave things behind your oven, behind your refrigerator, and you don't really have access to it on on Pesach. So then you do not need to do bedikas chametz. So that's based on this gemara that it's a high uh, hole in the wall, a low hole in the wall. So what people do, which is smart, is you sweep whatever you can reach because that maybe someone would pull out, you know, if someone's looking for a toy, they'll put their hand in. But once it's deeper than that, there's no need to to start moving things around. Next. Then the uh, the uh, Bryce said that Oitzroy Siyayin and Oitzroy Shemen, you do not have to check. You don't have to check your wine cellar and your oil uh, silos, you don't have to check it. So the Gemara says, Wine, you don't have to check. So you see, wine, you do need to go check. So the Gemara says, It's a that would be uh, accessible during the meal, and therefore people would go during the meal to get more wine. While you walk there, you still have your uh, your plate of food in your hand. You're not letting go so fast. So therefore, there's a concern you might have left it in the wine cellar. So the Nami. So the oil closet, maybe you also brought your food there. So the Marzi, no, Shemin Yesh Kevelachila. Before the meal, you put out your uh, your jar of oil in the middle of the table. No one's finishing the whole thing. So you're not going to get more during the wine. But Yain in Kevelishtia, you have no clue how much people are going to drink. So you'll end up always getting more. And therefore, there's a concern you're going to bring back your, your sandwich into the wine cellar. Tani Rabbi Chia also oitzer sheicher bevavel ka'oitzeres yain be'eretz Yisrael that the oitzeres of sheicher and bavel the beer silos in bavel would be like the wine cellars in Eretz Yisrael where they would always fill up during the meal. Bimestapek they would fill up during the meal. Just by the way, if you don't know, the beer they used to have back in the day was not our barley beer. It wasn't chametz. The beer, the classic beer that they drank, was made from dates. So you could ferment any sugar and turn it into alcohol. Their beer was dates, and therefore, don't ask what I mean. The beer itself is chametz. Their, their beer was not chametz. Okay. 
the storage room for your fish ain't sarach bedika because you don't bring you know bread into it. I have a tanya tzrichem bedika. So the gemara says like Hasha, the ravave the big fish you wouldn't do that. Vahabe zutre the small fish you're not sure how much you're going to need during the meal. So perhaps you would go back to get more during the meal. I'm rabbi ravuna be milchi the the salt closet ube keri kire and the wax closet that they used to use for candles sarach bedika because sometimes in the middle of the meal you need more salt, you need more candles. The meal is schlepping out. You have to keep the candles lit. So I'm Papa Beit Tzivi or Beit Tamri Tzarech Bedika. The wood closets and your Tamarim, your day closets, Wani Bedika because perhaps you would need more during the meal and you would bring in your sandwich and then you might leave it there. Okay. Tana. No Brysa. The Brysa is like this. We're talking about holes in the wall. So there's no Chiv to put your hand into the wall because there's a sakana. And since it's dangerous, Chazal didn't require you to put yourself in danger. So what do you do? Do bitto. You do your bitto, and therefore you're not chayv midaraisa. I have to do bedika. It's dangerous. Don't do bedika. So the question is, my sakana, what's this danger of putting your hand into a wall? You're concerned for a scorpion. So kimish tamesh. Uh, how would people using this hole to store their food? Why would they use it? It wouldn't be used, and therefore it should be like this high uh, hole in the wall or low hole in the wall where nobody uses it. It was a house that fell, so there was there. It could be people used the wall to put food in there. Then it fell down. Now you're concerned for scorpions, so. You're asking me how I use it. I didn't use it when there were scorpions there, so that might be the issue. So must enough If we're talking about a house that fell down, you don't need to do bedika chametz. But now I'm looking at Mishnah chametz nafal lamapay. Let's relearn this soon. You have a chametz that there was a rubble on it. Harayu kimavayer. It's if it's mavayer. It's it's already uh, destroyed. So the Gemara says no. Hasam that case. That's talking about where an animal, a dog, won't be able to bring it back out. That's how damaged it is. When the dog could bring it out, so then it's not considered mevair at this point, and therefore we are concerned that it's still there, and you have to do betikas chametz. And because there's a sakana, don't put your hand in. That if you're a shliach mitzvah which means you're doing a mitzvah. If I'm performing a mitzvah now, don't we have this concept of shluchei mitzvah ain't on nizaykin? And we'll see what this means soon. So Amar Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi says, no, the, the only time we say shluchei mitzvah ain't on nizaykin is when that's your full intent. When I have 100% intent to do a mitzvah. However, what if part of my action is for my own personal need that's not considered shluchei mitzvah. You don't have that heter. Amrav Ashi shema machat. Maybe he lost a needle, and va'asila yuni basra. He's going to be searching for it while he's searching for chametz. He has in mind he lost a few bucks in this hole. He's looking in there to get his money. So you cannot label it shluchei mitzvah when he's doing it for two reasons. So the Gemara says, really, is that a problem? That's not considered a mitzvah. Someone gives a hundred bucks donation, and he says, I want this so my son has a Yeshua, or that I become a ben olam haba. We pass in his yoy to the mitzvah 100%. He gave tzedakah. So we see from here that someone who's doing a mitzvah, even for alternative motive, 
the Mishavur says it has to be that even if it doesn't work out, you still had a mind to give the tzedakah, and that's why I yid. Yeah, you still want to give the tzedakah even though it didn't work out at the end. But you see from here, even your dual purpose doesn't take away, it doesn't diminish from your kavana. So the Gemara says, you're right, that is true. So why in our case do we not have the heter of Shluche mitzvah enanizaikin. So the Gemara says, Dilma basa the badak asila yuni basre. After he checked for Hamitz, he's done, he's finished the mitzvah, he still has his hand there looking for his money. So then there's a sakana. So we tell you, don't even do bedikas Hamitz because you're going to keep your hand in there. If you keep your hand in there, you're not being yard to the mitzvah anymore, you already did the bedikah. And therefore, there's a concern of sakana from the scorpion. Just by the way, many of the places can bring from this Gemara. It says that as long as you're doing a mitzvah, even though you have an ulterior motive, it's still considered Isaac be mitzvah. This comes up, I mentioned on the on the chat. Let's say there's a heter of Isaac be mitzvah, patram in a mitzvah. We know that we're gonna learn that at length throughout Shas, Sukkah, above Mitzvah. If you're performing a mitzvah right now, you're a patr from doing another mitzvah. What if I'm writing tefillin? Or I'm a shaykhit, right? So I'm shechting in a you know in Solomon's beef. On one hand, I'm performing a mitzvah, but between me and you, this is my parnasa. What do you mean? I'm, I'm a cipher. I have to make money, so I'm, I'm writing mezuzahs. Am I putter from davening? Am I putter from wearing tefillin? Many of the parties can say, yes, indeed, you would be putter. This is a sheet that brought down in the Shulchan Aruch, and even if you're getting paid, since as long as in your heart you feel like you're doing a mitzvah, you could have done something else with your life, but you realize there's a need to be a shaykhir, to be a mashkiach, to be... A, uh, a cipher, so then halachically you are considered Isaac of Mitzvah. Rabelski held that even Mashkichim in commercial kashras, where technically if you don't go that morning, you'll, you know, the food will still be kosher. It's not like a shaykhet where every time he, he picks up his knife, it's making a decision, kosher or non kosher. Rabelski held that a Mashkich technically is putter from, from shachris, at least Tila Betzibar, but possibly even davening shachris at all because. You are doing, uh, you are Isaac the mitzvah. So you see that from here, even though he's doing it for two reasons. He's doing it, but he's also giving tzedakah. We consider that an Isaac the mitzvah. Okay, that was one concern of Sakana, that there might be a scorpion. They're concerned that if you're busy putting your hand in walls, your next door neighbor is going to think you're an oddball, and then they're going to have an out for you and you don't live in a democracy, and they might end up killing you. They don't know what you're up to. This is the opinion of Plima. You have a, a hole in the wall between a Yehudi and Aramai. You should check as far as your hand can reach. Don't put your hands in the holes in the wall. People are going to think you're crazy. And there's a sakanas. That the nachri is going to think that you're busy with kishof. So how in the world did you use this for chametz in the first place? If if they think that anyone that puts their hands in walls is doing some type of kishof, so how did you get your bagel there in the first place? When a person used it, it was during the day. It was a normal, you know, during the day. So your neighbor sees you putting something in the wall. Okay, he thinks you're weird. He doesn't think you're doing anything that's dangerous. Fine. But then, <laughs> 9 o'clock at night, in the middle of uh, in the spring, he sees you with a candle putting your hand in a wall. Now, all of a sudden, he thinks, what's going on? It's night, and you're using a candle. The Nachi says, well, what's going on with my neighbor? What in the world is he doing? Okay, at this point, the Gemara assumes that 
since it's Sakana, you should not do it. Freight the Gemara of Amrabalazar Shluchi Mitzvah in This is the second time we're asking this question. So the Gemara says, Hecha de Shrika Hazeka Shani. If it's Shrika Hazeka, if there is a known issue, it's Shriach, it's common for it to for it to, to be uh, to be harmful, it is different. You don't have the Pator of Shluchi Mitzvah in on Izaikin. So just by the way, we I saw a few weeks ago, there were some articles written about people going to shul and you should not have to wear a mask and all these other things because shluche mitzvah in an izaikin. And if you learn the Gemara, it's not even... You don't have to be such a lamdin to say one second. <laughs> the Gemara says, B'feirish, Heicha deshchiach hezeka shani. How could you make that a- application when there there are you know health guidelines, but okay, Shenema the pasuk says, "Vayomer Shmuel Eich Elich v'Shama Shal v'Haraguni." Shmuel tells Hakadosh Baruch Hu, he says, "How can I go make David a Melech king if Shaul finds out about it? He's going to kill me." V'Yomer Hashem Eglas Bakar Tikach Veidecha, and basically put up a, a front that you're going to shech the carbon. You're not going to anoint David Melech, but he agreed, even though it's Shluchei Mitzvah Inlecha Shliach Mitzvah Gadol Mizeh. Shmuel is fulfilling God's will to anoint David Melech as king, yet. We do not say On this theme, that's why the following They were the Tamidim of Rav. They lived in a, in a valley. It was dangerous to travel at night, but can they wake up early? Go while it's still dark before Allah to travel to Yeshiva. On one hand, it's some type of Sakana. It's not crazy, but there is an element of Sakana. So I'm a Luhu, Nesu, they should go over Alai Va'altsavari. It will be on me and on my shoulders. I'm taking responsibility that they will not get damaged because they will not get harmed because Shluche Mitzvah in Nizakin. So, what about Nasal Mai? Can they go back? Can they go back at night? Maybe they, to go to Yeshiva, that's a mitzvah. To go home for dinner at night, maybe they can't. So, I'm a Luhu, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's going to protect them. Next, Itmar, Amar Rabbi Lazar, Shluche Mitzvah in Nizakin, Loi Bahali Chasan, Veloi Bechazirasan. Not only when they go to the mitzvah, even when they're coming back. Keman, who does this go like? Kehai Tana, like this Tana, which we quoted a few nights ago. The Tana Isi ben Yehuda Omer, Klape Sha'amr Torah, when the Torah says, when you go up to the Eil Regal, V'layachman Ishas Atzacha, then nobody's going to, to, uh, to be jealous of your land, and they're not going to take it away. Your cow is going to be eating in the, in the, in the, um, in the field, and the animal, the wild animal is not going to damage it while you're, you know, while you're going up to Yerushalayim, Tanagolascha, your chickens, Menakeres Ba'ashba, it's going to be eating in the garbage, Choldom Azikasa, none of the, the rodents are going to bother it, bother your bird. These, a parra and Tanagolas, which, it is direct to be, to be uh, damaged. Still, when you're performing a mitzvah by other regal, people, human beings, Shane Dark and Lisa, people have their own mazel, typically don't get hurt all the time. That shluche mitzvah in Nizakan. That's only when I go to the base of How do I know when I come back? So when you go back to your tents, and go back and see your tent, even on your return, everything's going to be protected. So the Gemara says, Now that I know that when I go back, I won't get damaged. So the Gemara says, You're right. You don't need a pastor to tell me when you go to Yerushalayim, when you go up to Harabayas, that you will be protected. That I, I understand. But there's another halacha we learned from here. If you have 
Karka. Then you have a mitzvah of oil of the regal. V'she'en like karka, ain oil of the regal. Based on the pasuk, v'le'yachmed ish as artzacha. That's a component in the mitzvah. We mentioned this way back three, four days ago. Taisus, that I think it was Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra, he was not in in Yerushalayim for Yantif. Why not? So we said he did not have land. Next, Amrav Avin Barav Adam Amrav Yitzchak. We name Ma'in Periski Noiser. So Periski Noiser was a special fruit. We had it in Masech Shabbos. We had it in Brachos. A uh, special fruit that some of the Amaram would eat, you know, hundreds and hundreds of pounds of these. Why did they not have this in Yerushalayim? It was by the Yama Melach. It wasn't in Yerushalayim. So the Gemara says, Kedei Shlehei Regalim Oymrim. People that go up to Eile Regal, they go up to, they go to Yerushalayim for Yantif. They would come back and say, It was worth going to Yerushalayim for Yantif just to have, you know, Halotiman Shmarma. So Nimtis Aliyah Shlalishma, the whole Aliyah, the whole going up to Yerushalayim was Shlalishma. So therefore, Hashem made it that the Paris Ginoiser was not found in Yerushalayim, because that's what they would be talking about. Kayotzibar in a similar way, Amravi Destoy, Rabbianai, Mipneima in Chami Tveria of Yerushalayim. Why are the hot springs of Tveria not found in Yerushalayim proper? Why are they in Tveria? Kadesh, Lehe, Ole Regalam Aimrim, and Moli Loyalinu, Elo, Lirchoitz, Bechami Tveria, the Eno. I went up to Yerushalayim, I spent time at the uh, the Waldorf, right? The Citadel, whatever, the Inbal, Venimtis Aliyah, Shlodeshma. You're being the Kayim, according to some Achorinim, actually today, there's still a Kima Mitzvah of Ole Regal on the Shalash Regalam. So why, why would you cheapen it by talking about all the physical things? It's going to water down your Lishma of going up to be other regular. Now, you're still yoy to the mitzvah, we just saw that in Amin Aleph, but that's why Hashem didn't have the Peris Ginoisar and the Chamit in Yerushalayim. Okay, let's finish the uh, the daf. So, we're continuing the Mishnah. The Mishnah, we got into Ar, Ner, and now Makam Shemach by Chametz, and then the Gemara, the Mishnah throws in a random line, and we said at that time that we're going to see in the Gemara. So, the Mishnah said about Me'a Amrushtei Where do we see these two rows on a Martif, on a wine cellar? So the says, Martef, man the karshime. If you're reading the Mishnah, you, you're going to ask, who mentioned wine cellar? You start asking about the wine cellar, who spoke about this? So the Gemara says, Amar. The Mishnah meant to say like this, Any place where people don't typically bring in chametz does not need bedika. Typically, your wine cellar, and the place where you store your oil, do not need badika, because nobody brings chametz there. Oh, so why was there a machlekes? There was something about shteishures, two rows, that's makam shemachnisim chametz. We're talking about a place where they do bring in chametz. And as we said, in Amin Aleph, we're talking about a case where they would bring in more wine during the meal. So the waiter goes with his bread. He might leave it there. So there's a concern that he left his bread there. Okay. So you have to do two rows. So Amar Rav Yehuda, what does Beishamai mean that I have to check the first two rows? So if you have pictures, it helps. I did not send that pictures, but I think that it's easy to 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 imagine. Amrav Yehuda, Shtei Shurish Amru, the two rows that we said, it's Minha Aretz Kaira. It means as soon as you walk into the cellar, so again, you're walking in through the door and you're facing barrels and barrels of wine. So the first two rows, uh, meaning two rows deep from floor to ceiling, those two rows need to be checked according to Beishamai. That would be a place where someone might have left their bread. Rav no, Shura Achas Kimin Gam. It's a Shura, one Shura like the, the shape of a Gam. A Gam, we had this, we had a city, if you remember in Tchum Shabbos, uh, Parak, in Erevin, 
we had a city that was Kimin Gam, which is like the, the shape of an L. It's a Greek letter. It's like the Greek Gimel. So the question was, can you walk from here to there? Yitzchum Shabbos. So basically, it's the, 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 the perimeter of the wine cellar. So it's the, the most external row facing you and the top row of the inventory of wine. So you're making an L, you know, one row up and one row going all the way towards the back. Okay? Tani Kavase de Rav Yehuda, the Tani Kavase de Rav Yechnan, Tani Kavase de Rav Yehuda, Besham Amnesty Shuris Apne Kalamatev, two Shuris, two rows for the whole wine cellar, which they were Shuris Amrum in Aretz Fashmekar, we're talking about from floor to ceiling, Tani Kavase de Rav Yechnan, which is Kimin Gam, which is the L, which is the, the, the most external row towards you and the top. So the outer row that that faces the door, and Alyona, the top row that faces the ceiling, that faces the ceiling, But inside this, inside that L, you do not need to do Badika for bread. Okay, that was the opinion of Beishamai. What about Basilo? So Basil said, Basil Aimrim in our Mishnah, Shte Shuris Hachitsainis, Shehin Hayonis. The top the two rows that are the top ones. What does this mean? So I'm a Rav El Yaina Shalamata Himena. So Vivishalamata Himena. You go to the top row. So imagine you have we'll, we'll do four you have four uh, four rows of, ba- of barrels, okay? Four rows barrels and four rows deep. So you have right four four deep and four up from, from ceiling to, to from, from floor to ceiling. So according to Basila, the way Rav learns it, when I walk in, I just have to do the top ba- the top row that's facing me and one down. Okay, I don't go any deep at all. Just the most external row that is facing the door, the top one and the second one. So if you're doing, if we have four rows, so number four and number three. Shmuel, I'm Shmuel says no. El Yoyne, the top one of the most of of the of the, of the uh, row in front of you, and then you go one more deep, but you don't go down. So it's the top row, but the first two, first two barrels, the first two lines of barrels in the top row, in this cellar. So my time at the Rav, Look at the mission. The mission said is the outside one. So it's the two outside ones. I It says the top ones. It means the It means only the top. Two row, the top two of the outside row, but not anything lower than that. And Shmuel, Shmuel Amar Alyona v'Shelaf Meimena, my timer. Why does how does Shmuel see that in the Mishnah? Because Dayek Alyona, because the Mishnah said Alyona is the top ones, so it must be the top, the top row and two deep. I'm going to send the picture in two minutes. Sorry for not sending before. I v'achit Sayna Ketani. It said the outside one. So the Gemara says Lamaute Gaviyasa the Gaviyasa means not any deeper. Rabchiya Tani Kavasi the Rav. But everyone else learned, we see Bryce's Mishnayas that go with Shmuel, and therefore, even though typically we pass them like Rav, in this case, the Gemara says, and the Gemara says, we don't pass them like we pass them like Rav, but the Gemara says, we pass them like Shmuel, and you would do that, the top one, the top row, and just two deep in the top row itself, that's what you'd have to check according to base Hillel. Okay, Shkoyach. So, Mitchum, tomorrow, Davtes, we will do the next Mishnah, fascinating Lamdus regarding Rav and Chazakas and how much you have to be concerned for with the weasel taking chametz all over the place. So that's tomorrow's Mishnah. Have a good night.